0: Here's Lemieux, the center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux, oh my god! what a goal, what a move, Lemieux, oh baby. There's a mistake and a throw, the puck by Bridget, oh! a taser
1: from Jonathan Taves his first.
2: Oh hi hello how are you it is talking hockey the hockey talking show and we are back for another episode here on 101.5 fm in winnipeg and podcasted around the world it's co-host tom here with you as always uh i've got my buddy co-host randy and he just looks like he came back from the old skate sharpeners there and uh Looks like he's got some uh, fresh edges on his steel. How's, uh, how's it looking and feeling there, Randy?
1: Actually, um, these are usually made-up little scenarios, but that's almost <laughs> correct. I, but, but what happened yesterday is I have two sets of steel for my skates, so I switched to my other steel, which is actually a different radius for all you hockey nerds out there. And I was kind of curious to see how, how it was going to feel. And honestly uh it felt great uh, i switched yeah. to the eight eight foot radius uh a la Dmitry Kulikov is how i got those skates um felt great edges edges, edges are still good but uh yeah. you know uh and it's don't, noticeable
2: don't... do you find between the two different sets of steels that you have like if you got different uh edges or radius on there yeah radii, i suppose. i find
1: so the the other pair that i have we're profiled at Royal sports down there on Pembina highway and their machine does multiple radius radii. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's like, a it's like a, 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 10, then a nine, then an eight or something. Oh, interesting. So, so I find I've got more of a, a flat part, um, for gliding on my one pair, but yeah. the pair that I wore yesterday, it's just a straight nine or a straight eight foot radius. So I feel like I've got more, um, what you might call it? Like, uh, I uh, ability to turn better because I have huh. less, I have less blade touching the ice.
2: Interesting. So I
1: was, I something... was my turning yesterday felt a little, little tighter and sharper yeah. because on of, a dime, like uh, literally on a dime. I tried turning on a dime. <laughs> Someone put one on the ice, and I did it. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Right on. Well, that was a fun little fact. Because yeah, like you say, I usually just. Uh, Well, that was off the top of my head to come up with a little something. And uh, today's turned out to be factual and true.
1: One more, um, one more, one more thing, actually. I think the standard uh, profile is nine and a half feet. And for all those people at home, picture, picture a circle. That's got a nine and a half foot diameter. Diameter, I think. Okay. And then so if, if if there's a diameter all the way through a circle, that's nine and a half feet. If you imagine how big that circle would be, that's... Your
2: skate blade that, fits right in there.
1: Yeah. Cool. That's all I got to say. Uh, wrap it up. To-
2: <laughs> Very nice. So uh, listeners, welcome to another episode. We're calling this one season four, episode four. We're calling it the jean beliveau le gros bill aka big bill uh i think is how that would translate jean beliveau of course fantastic hockey player from the you know 60s and 50s 60s 70s really i suppose um and a little later on the show we're gonna we've got uh, a couple of hunks on the show it's uh, uh matt nightingale and tim gray a couple winnipeg comedians and uh, members of comedy troupe Hunks. And they will be joining us to talk a little bit of hockey coming up later in the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And uh, But before we get to that, yeah, let's maybe talk a little bit about Jean Beliveau. Um, He was a guy, if we're talking vintage hockey hair stuff, he's a guy who played in that era of like crisply uh, parted hair held down by mountains of gel probably like never right. a hair out of place
1: yeah like uh what do they call it like brill cream or like you know like the right. grease or whatever like just a very t- up what do they call it like uh tight up up i don't know what they call it but like yeah very well put together he didn't
2: yeah you know yeah, never if, if a hair you- out of place even when probably mucking around in the corners. He uh, just like yeah. looks like he's going to Sunday dinner or something. The and... first thing
1: they would do when they get to the bench is comb their hair and then <laughs> have some water.
2: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Every, the, the trainer on the bench, he's that part of his kid is yeah. a comb. So, uh, But looking good, looking good for sure. And, of course, he was an amazing player, um, a 10-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, not too many of those around, but I guess to be a 10 times down a cup winner, you pretty much had to play for the Habs between, you know, uh, well for the sixties and, and such like between the fifties and sixties kind of thing. So, but he ended his career with, uh, 1125 regular season games played and 1219 points. He added another 176 points in the playoffs over 162 playoff games. So John Beliveau was, uh, he was the prototype for Mario Lemieux. He was the powerhouse number one center, the big boy in the middle of the ice and um, yeah, lifelong Montreal Canadian. The Canadians actually had to buy the team that he played for before he became a pro. So he played amateur hockey for the Quebec aces. I think it was called, they were called and uh, basically like the Habs, I don't know if they had his rights or what the deal was. Cause in those days, like they had rights over Quebec born players or something like that. And they wanted him to join the Habs. He didn't really show any interest in going pro. He liked his team, wanted to keep playing there. So the Habs just bought the league basically and <laughs> turned it into a minor pro league in, instead of an amateur league uh, thereby essentially forcing John Beliveau to go pro and join the Habs. So probably one of their,
1: probably one of their best purchases, uh,
2: (laughs) right. Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty smooth move. And, you know, Beliveau, um, he's, he was, he's born in Trois-Rivières, uh, AKA three rivers. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) but he's got actually some Nova Scotia roots. I remember reading about one time, uh, in one of my hockey books or something. He's, uh, that last name Belliveau is very common in Nova Scotia. Uh, it was a, an Acadian, uh, last name. And he has family ties that go back to the sort of early Acadian settlers in, in Nova Scotia, like the, from the late 1600s, early 1700s kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, he was just like the kind of the epitome of class. And his his wife, you know, like they were, you know, married like, I think 60 something years and until he died, basically. And uh, he uh, she was like she like never missed a Habs game like she was always there. And uh, you were kind of saying, isn't there a chair at the forum or uh, wasn't there a chair at the forum? And possibly it's at Bell Center as well. And it's got the number four right on it. So reserved for for the Belly Vos. So
1: pretty Uh, cool. Just in in addition to his 10 Stanley Cups as a player, uh, according to Wikipedia, he's got seven more as an executive for a total of 17 Stanley Cups, (laughs) which is probably uh, on the high range of of, uh, most Stanley Cups awarded to someone. But the other cool thing is, he won the very first con Smythe trophy oh really Uh, so i guess in 60 in 65 was the first year they awarded the playoff mvp and he was the first one
2: interesting um did i maybe they just they didn't have a playoff mvp before that or or if they did it was you know maybe just like uh, at a peewee tournament or whatever, and be like, uh, and the player of the game goes to, and then the coach's you know, son. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a coupon for Dairy Queen.
3: Yeah.
1: Or, <laughs> or uh, what's that? What's that uh, Montreal? Um, oh,
2: St. Se- Hubert? Yeah. 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 The well, chicken place. Yeah. yeah. Gift,
1: gift certificate for St.
2: Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I'd just yeah. load up on poutine, probably. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's at a couple in his, <laughs> as pre-game meals.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Jean Beliveau, uh just a classy guy, like, uh, obviously, kind of finished his playing days well before uh, we were watching hockey, and, you know, but uh you can, you can read all about him, and there's no shortage of fun stuff to read, but, Randy, I, I think I'd like to talk a little bit about our Winnipeg Jets, our local team here. We haven't really talked about them too much yet um, and we're almost a quarter into the season now um, just shy of the quarter mark we're, we're right around American Thanksgiving which is like a time when they always say that you know you look at American Thanksgiving as the playoff teams in and out kind of thing the jets are you know they're battling for first in the central division division they've got a at this point a 9-4 and 4 record which you know, those four overtime losses. Yeah. You get four points out of it, but you could also look at it as a nine and eight record, which doesn't sound as good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What's your general take on the jets so far this season? Like,
1: well, obviously like, you know, it was a tough start. Uh, and then, you know, if you think back to, you know, Con- uh Connor Hellebuck with a little bit of a slow start, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and then having to miss some games there with, with his, uh, baby boy. Uh, and then he, I, get, I think he was a, a little under the weather around that point. Yeah. Um, the whole Blake Wheeler thing with COVID and missing some time, uh, Mark Shifley missing some time, you know, it, it, it's like they were kind of stuck in the mud maybe just for a little while, but then it, you hear lo and behold, here comes, uh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor and, and yeah. Sve- Svechnikov and they, uh they brought the chains to put on the tires and, and got the boys going. And, uh, and then Andrew Kopp was right in that mix too. And then seeing guys like Schmidt and Brendan Dillon, like, um you know, what I was kind of pleased to see was like almost a little, like a, a, a the start of a torch passing maybe. um And not right. not, so, not that Mark Shifley is like on the way out, but Blake Wheeler is, is, you know, in a, in a decline, but it's nice to see that after a rough season last year, how, uh, PLD came, came to play, which is awesome to see.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about his rough season last year. A lot of reasons for that, but you throw all that out when you look at the way he's playing this year and he looks invigorated. I love the, the feistiness he's got. he's taken a couple penalties that were, uh, in recent games here that were kind of like, uh, basically, you know, in the pile after the whistle and, you know, like maybe, maybe those are bad penalties to take, but um, I kind of like them (laughs) because it shows, it shows a little bit, you know, you're not backing off. You're not, you're protecting your goalie or your teammates or whatever. Uh, Unfortunately, the Jets penalty kill uh, has failed the team more often than not. Um, Well, that's not technically true. It's 63% that they're running at penalty kill. So, you know, uh, but, but that means, you know, Close to forty percent of the time, they're allowing a goal on the power play, which not <laughs> not going to get it done. But
1: and in context, um, the teams that are the best are like around eighty percent.
2: Right, right, yeah. yeah. And it's it's um it's like one of those things. Like there's a couple things in Jetsville that are really sort of the um the the ire of fans or like the hot topic one of which is the use of Blake Wheeler. And is he, you know, on the back nine of his career? Well, I mean, I would say that he is, he's 35 years old, which for a hockey player, pretty old, unless you're a beer league hockey player. In that case, you got lots of years left, <laughs> but uh, pro hockey player, you know, 35 is kind of getting up there and it does look like he's lost a step in his game. Um, his his playmaking hasn't been there. He's yet to score a goal this season. He's he's got you know only a couple assists and no goals yet. Um, and just the uh, the eye test, you you know, he hasn't really looked like his old self, which is probably understandable to some degree. And you know, with the COVID that he's he had and plus just aging, I suppose. But but yeah, you look at the young guys like Kyle Connor. It used to be that he would kind of rode shotgun on Wheeler and Shifley's line. Well, now Kyle Connor drives his own line and, uh, him and Dubois have found some nice chemistry for sure. So, um, I don't know, like it's kind of interesting to think about where Blake Wheeler fits in the Jets scheme of things these days. Cause Paul Maurice and Wheeler are pretty tight, I think. And so the, the part that draws the ire of Jets fans a lot on social media anyway, is how much ice time Wheeler gets and certain situations and that he plays in that people think, why is he out there? You know? Um, Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. What side of the fence do you fall on when it comes to Wheeler? Are you,
1: well, honestly, I would say it's still early and you kind of got to give him some, flexibility because of missing time with COVID and maybe trying to get his legs back. Uh, Overall though, if like, you know, here we are November 21st, a few days before no uh, American Thanksgiving, the jets are in 10th overall in the league uh, with 22 points. They're nine, four and four, like you mentioned Um, their PK isn't going their power play is kind of middle ground. Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler aren't quite ripping how they, how they should. So if the jets are in 10th and there's those factors in play and there's improvement in, in, in say two of three, two, two of three of those departments, then I think, you know, we're going to be flirting with, with the top five in the league. Um, Yeah. You gotta, you gotta think
2: that things will sort of come together a little more if, if something can improve in the power of play penalty kill you know if shifley starts going i mean he's he's picked it up the last couple games i think um and him and nicky ehlers are playing together now with uh cop i think on the line yeah and that line looks pretty all right for sure so um yeah we'll see but like uh, they've got wheeler skating with dubois and connor and you know maybe maybe you put Svech back there so
1: i, I think yeah. it's time to move Svech back but uh, I've got some theme music to queue up. We have to resurrect this old segment of ours from yes. season three. Here's the music. Okay, so what you heard there is the theme music for a little segment we called Wearing the Pants. Uh, don't, you know, if you want to know the story, we'll get into it sometime when we've got more time, maybe like a behind <laughs> the scenes episode. But yeah. basically, the, the nuts and bolts is I get Tom to either put on Chevy's pants or Paul Maurice's pants or some other uh, NHL executive's pants. And I ask him a question in the context that, you know, um, that they're in. And, and what, would he, what would he do in, the, in that situation? So, Tommy, my question for you today is you're wearing Paul Maurice's pants. Uh, Likely he bought them at the the Bay Polo Park, Uh, probably like a two-for-one sale. Bay days Um, or something. uh, He got there before the holiday shopping season began, which is good (laughs) because he's a busy guy. But what do you do to get that PK firing higher than 60%? Yeah,
2: you know, there's a couple options I think that he has, and one of them is to call up. David Gustafson from the Manitoba Moose. Uh, Gustafson's a 20-year-old Jets prospect. He might be 21 now. I'm not sure. But uh, he's, he's dominating on the Moose. Uh, every, everything I've seen about that, he's been playing lights out. He's, he plays on the penalty kill. Uh, all, all facets of the game. And he's um, he's a guy I think that they could call up and give him a whirl. I mean, it can't be any worse than Riley Nash, can he? I don't know. Uh, but I think maybe the main thing to do is just look at the system that they're running. Like they basically, what they do is they collapse and they allow point shots and then shots get tipped and rebounds happen and the puck goes in the net. I think they just need to try a more high pressure PK. You look at the Edmonton Oilers who are second in the league in the PK. They run an 88.9% penalty kill. Compared to the Jets, sixty-three percent, and the Oilers. We saw it in two games back to back against the Oilers this this past week. Uh, the Oilers penalty kill is high pressure. They're on, they're on the puck carrier all the time. They don't sit back and collapse. So I think I think it's just a systems thing. But I would I would also say let's get on the Gus bus and <laughs> yeah. bring up David Gustafson. So. That's, that's what I would do. If I'm Paul Maurice, we'll see if the real Paul Maurice does that. I don't know.
1: He might be listening to our, our show uh, on Monday on the, you know, in the jets dressing room and he'll be like, wait a second, Gus is just down the hall in the moose dressing room. Bring him down here.
2: Yeah. Bring him down. Let's see what he's got. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I think though we should probably scooch on over to our interview with the hunks uh, known as Tim gray and Matt Nightingale couple of very funny lads, so let's get into that. Alrighty, so I'm joined here by Tim and Matt of Hunks, and uh, I guess you could say I got a couple of hunks on the show today. Uh, bet you never heard that one before. How's it going, boys? <laughs> it's
4: going great. How are you, yeah. Tom? It's going fantastic. How are you, Tom?
2: Uh, very good. Yes, yes. Very good indeed. Uh, no health issues at all. Um, right on. <laughs> so, Tim, let's just start off. I notice you're wearing a a, a ball cap of a, a certain <laughs> certain uh, captain of the Winnipeg Jets. What, what's the story with the hat? I always I've seen Blake Wheeler wearing them. I've never seen anybody else. Did he give you? <laughs> yeah, he's the his
4: only hat? person who wears those hats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually it's a funny story. I accosted him in a parking lot. Yeah, and uh, he beat me up so bad that uh, he decided to give me this hat as a consolation prize he He was so high on victory
4: that he forgot to pick up his hat
2: so you guys you guys are both a couple uh uh, local winnipeg guys jets fans Mm. um yeah yeah what's your what's your sort of uh relationship to the jets have you kind of been jets fans from Bidical. way back or like do not you just kind of delve into that i don't know who wants sure. to talk first but yeah
3: i can uh fire it off if you'd like yeah sure, um, shoot, shoot it i have a very fond memory of my very first hockey game nhl hockey game being seen uh it was a very young child probably too young to be there and it was the it was the winnipeg jets versus the florida panthers and I remember in like the first shift, somebody from that era of Winnipeg, this would have been, I don't know, 90, early nineties. Um, somebody from that Winnipeg Jets team, like hit somebody from Florida so hard. They went over the uh, bench, you oh, know, nice. and then there was like a fight and a bunch of goals. And it was just like, <laughs> it was all so exciting. I I was already in love with hockey at that point. Um, And then uh I kind of got scorned a little bit by hockey because it, it ended poorly for me, like my, you know, quote unquote playing career or whatever right. ended in high school. And I was just soured by it. I didn't have a good experience. I had, you know, uh, you know, it just wasn't wasn't great. So I kind of like turned my head away from it. And then um really started getting back into the winnipeg jets uh in the last like six or seven years or so like i was so pumped when they came back to the city but i still wasn't following the nhl quite uh, uh quite as much as i am now and then uh yeah matt and i have a mutual friend uh had and then uh, we turned on him and then he died um <laughs> but uh, another local comedian john duff who had passed away and yeah and i would go and watch uh go and watch games with him in the hospital and stuff like that and i just started getting really invested in them and now i like i last couple years i've watched every game of the season i'm i'm a full-on jets fan now i would say
2: nice and uh so you mentioned uh, your your playing days and you you started as a kid and like i think probably like a lot of people now uh or that we've talked to and myself and, and randy included it's like you know we played as kids you, you reach that sort of teenage years yeah and you kind of get turned off hockey for organized hockey for for whatever reasons and you fall away from it and then you come back later like do you yeah do you hit the rinks now at all like the outdoors or do you play in a league or anything like that i i played
3: in a, a beer league for like uh three quarters of a season and uh had so much fun but for for the most part especially last year uh, a bunch of the comedians in town uh, we all started uh, putting together a group and going to an outdoor rink every Wednesday and every Saturday we just had standing outdoor hockey games and it was like three people show up we're doing two-on-ones you know and rotating (laughs) out the defensemen and you know a lot of times we'd have 12-16 people show up and we get full full-length games going so like really fell back in love with the game especially when it's because one of, the, one of the reasons why I I quit like in the high school level was just it was too expensive my family was going through bankruptcy we couldn't afford it it was like I really felt like that divide between the the haves and the have-nots uh, very yeah. present in uh, my life at that time and then so I think that was one of the things that really soured me to it. But then, uh, just like the idea that all you need is a pair of skates, a stick, somebody's going to bring pucks. Let's just hit the outdoor rink. It doesn't cost us anything. There's there's outdoor rinks all across the city. Uh, it's so easy to get on one, and it's just so much fun. Mm. It is a fun game.
4: It's it's pretty wild when you think about like watching the NHL. Is like you're watching. Oh, these are the most skilled rich kids. Hey,
2: <laughs> yeah. We, it's crazy. I don't know if you've noticed this about uh, the NHL these days, but um, American-born born players, yeah. like I'm going to throw out a number here, 80% of them. I don't know what the actual percent is, but they're all sons of uh, former NHL players who right. played who were Canadian and played pro in america right.
4: yeah lowry yeah. pops to mind for yeah sure. like that th- was watching yeah. a game
2: the other night and they said the name lachitian and i'm like curtis like <laughs> well, yeah. i remember his hockey card from the 90s right like right. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's and so his... many the kachuk brothers um yes uh, like uh well I don't kachuk know, was just, american so to begin many. with the that's Stastny's. true that is true yeah but
4: yeah, yeah. Stastny, yeah,
2: and and it's yeah. a it's a money to sport that is before yeah. sure. Um, it's like,
3: wow! You're great at hockey, and your dad owns a furniture yeah. store.
4: Oh, You can afford to be a goalie.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's the <sighs> pads. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? Oh man, I can't
4: imagine. I yeah. remember those things were like they were like a thousand bucks for a, for yeah. your getup.
2: There's yeah. got to be. Uh, goalie exchange things gear exchange for, for kids though because like there's no way that the yeah. average yeah. family could afford to, to have their well, kid ag- be a goalie.
3: Play it again sports is a great spot for that kind of stuff like yeah. if you're yeah. tentative about whether or not you want to get a lace back up go there I got some mm. really cheap equipment there. Nice. Help me get back on the road. Yeah
4: well when I was a kid it was, it was a lot of uh, uh, community club uh pads right strapped on some mm-hmm.
2: the brown team. leather coopers yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah
4: yeah reggie yeah. lemelin we got reggie lemelin and net
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so you had this uh go back to this outdoor uh skate you're doing last one or there with the this group of comedians local comedians and stuff uh was there some good zingers on the ice like uh oh
3: yeah you gotta you gotta watch your neck for pucks and for insults (laughs) know what that is that is that is also one of my favorite things about hockey is the chirping i was thinking about this the other day i wish there was like a pay-per-view event where you can just pay money and then you sign like a non-disclosure or whatever and then you can hear what the players are saying to each other on the ice because you know it's Horrible, most likely, but yeah. I, I think chirping is an art, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the speed of a game and the pace of a game. Yeah, when you're like trying to say something to get
4: into someone's head. Right? Yeah. yeah, I love those mic'd up videos. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's like a- if you
2: could only just oh, cut out man. the announcers and yes. all, all that other the microphones like around the ring and just have the the on yeah. ice yeah uh, mics. Are there any yeah. are there any good zingers or chirps uh, that you've either said while playing or um had said to you that you could repeat on air that you can think of off the top of your head or i just
3: whenever anyone gets even slightly deeked out i love to just uh, proclaim to everyone that they just got embarrassed <laughs> nice and loud <laughs> He <They> embarrassed you
4: <laughs> i think hockey is probably the funniest sport like mm. just so many turns of phrases yeah Yeah. that you don't really hear another like when when you got uh like when you got a winger coming down and the defenseman can't pivot and he like falls and the announcer's like oh he blew a tire that's so (laughs) funny that is really funny
2: there's there's a lot of phrases like that it's true and then you know my wife will be watching or not necessarily watching hockey with me but like if i've got a game on and the announcer's like oh they're uh Hard on the D or whatever, <laughs> you
4: know. <or> <laughs> that didn't even D strike either. me until yeah, yeah. <laughs> poked it's it into Get your oh, mind open out of the there. gutter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they call when they refer to someone's helmet as a hat. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny to me.
2: Bucket, yeah, yeah the bucket. Uh, that's bucket become a mitts
0: yeah. yeah. right?
4: Or when somebody falls and they're like, oh, he, he got shot. like it is a funny like i I don't hear any of that coming out of any other sport every Mm. every other sports just sew up their own ass about their own like lingo but hockey's really perfected like the analogy
2: i was kind of trying to do a little bit of research uh you know google uh Mm. about you know comedy and hockey and it's like you don't get great results when you're just like typing those words in together um you know, I did see there was like somebody had put together a Norm McDonald tribute sort of after he passed away in mm. the fall and it was like various clips of him talking about hockey.
3: Oh, interesting! And it
2: wasn't necessarily like his stand up or whatever. Sure. It was almost just like more stories and stuff. and Yeah. Kind of funny in a Norm McDonald way, but yeah. sometimes it's like what is he even talking about? And, yeah. yeah. But uh <laughs> Uh, and then you know, there's there's um, lists of like the funniest hockey movies, and this one list has like the Love Guru as number one.
4: <laughs> yes. What? Like, oh right, I, Justin Timberlake played a hockey player. I or was something. Maybe I went
3: to the I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame last year during COVID. Had the whole place to myself. Nice. And uh, yeah, in the Hockey Hall of Fame is a DVD of the love guru oh god I'm,
4: i've never seen it
2: honestly like i've never
3: seen it but I'm mike myers's
2: biggest flop is it not
3: like it's yeah, gotta be it's up, up there oh, yeah man.
2: it's gotta be i didn't i, did I didn't to watch see it, it recently yeah not good yeah,
3: never never held up in the first no. place
2: so uh you know i i prefer the uh hockey comedies uh, that were more like your slap Although, shots and
3: not sorry you yeah. know what i remember now in in the love guru honestly it's worth it to see the hockey parts yeah because it's jim gaffigan and stephen colbert as hockey announcers
2: oh no way
0: oh
3: and they are hilarious like it's one of the funniest and how often you see that them as a as a twosome or whatever right Mm -hmm. and it feels like they just set them up in a green like in a sports broadcast studio type thing and just had them riff a whole bunch about like how some games needed to go down or whatever. <laughs> that oh, would be pretty wow. fun,
2: actually. That'd it's be worth it. really hearing. funny. Yeah. Did you like, uh, at the Hockey Hall of Fame, did you go and do the uh, TSN Sports Center booth or whatever? It
3: was closed for COVID. Oh no, that's the best part of the Hall of Fame. You can see like other people that have done it (laughs) 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 behind a glass
4: thing.
2: Last time I was there, it was me lined up with like a bunch of 10-year-olds waiting for my turn, you know?
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's like me at the the water slides.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pushing kids out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things i found though um, about you know hockey that uh, and comedy or whatever that i'd kind of forgotten about was like a k-tell ad from the uh, late 80s early 90s of a vhs tape you could buy called the lighter side of hockey i don't know if you guys remember this at all
4: but buddy i think i probably rented that like eight <laughs> times from movie village
3: lighter side of hockey yeah it's pretty the Uh,
2: the ad for it is pretty great um somebody's you uh, uploaded the whole thing to youtube so you could watch all 31 minutes of it or whatever but yeah uh the the 30 second ad for it from ktel or whatever it is is pretty great and it's just like Hockey can be pretty serious. Lots of crashes and bangs, but there's a funny side too. And it's like, <laughs> even the great one. And it just shows Wayne Gretzky like hopping over the boards. So I'm like, how is that?
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. I the remember, door, Wayne. <laughs> I remember those. And I remember laughing so hard as a kid. Yeah. Being like that, ref just jumped up on the boards. <laughs> Get out of the way of the
2: puck.
0: <laughs> and then like,
4: yeah. And then years later, you watch them. And you're like, oh, he was probably seriously injured there. That was, <laughs> yeah. It just added music to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put like the Benny Hill uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, uh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have favorite? Um, Hockey movies or books or anything like that when you were a kid? Um, you know, like the Rock 'em sockums or sticker albums or any of those kinds of things? Were you into that kind of stuff? Definitely
3: got a new Rock 'em Sock 'em every Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that was something I really looked forward to. Um, and I think. It's why I hate Europeans today. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I have out for Swedes. (laughs) Yeah. I just think they don't belong in the sport.
4: Um, (laughs) I had Rock'em, Sock'em 6, and yeah, man, it's true. There was. There's was a moment where Don Cherry was like cycling through all the best goals of the year. And yeah. then I remember, and I was, look, I was 12 and it was probably, it was 1991 or 1992. And even I knew it was wrong that he said this, <laughs> but he goes, and just to show I'm not prejudiced. Here's a few by Sergey Fedorov. <laughs> imagine a russian scoring you're goals. Showing it that's the only reason that's crazy <laughs> my mom had to talk me out of sending that
2: letter <laughs> did you have one written up there was
4: yeah a strongly yeah, yeah. worded
2: letter to don cherry yeah. Yeah. yes
4: it was like a strongly worded letter to santa but oh yeah <laughs> replace the name <laughs> same postal code though
3: yeah and then uh, i was a big mighty ducks big mighty ducks fan
2: were you nice mm-hmm.
3: we nice. practiced the knuckle puck all the time
4: we're... oh mighty ducks the movie
3: yes sorry
2: what uh, about how movie. did you feel about the team when they made a team based on you know the movie honestly
3: i didn't even understand it <laughs> <laughs>
2: understand.
3: this movie
4: makes no sense <laughs> yeah, no
3: we uh, didn't have cable so we just had uh like farmer vision And we would watch uh, like Hockey Night in Canada uh, Saturday nights if we could. Um, But that was rare. So honestly, we didn't even we didn't watch a whole lot, a whole bunch of uh, hockey. My dad, my dad never liked it. Um, Didn't care for it. Didn't respect it. Um, (laughs) He never really learned how to skate or nothing like that. But his dad, uh, my grandpa, played hockey professionally in like the 1920s. Oh, wow something Whoa. like that for the los angeles millionaires
2: oh that's um, a sweet team name right yeah, yeah. intimidating yeah Especially-
3: <laughs> that'd be like the los angeles zillionaires with inflation you know? yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> then, yeah the 20s a million bucks went a long way <laughs>
3: yeah no kidding
2: <laughs> there's a team in melville saskatchewan called the melville millionaires of the uh, oh. saskatchewan junior a league no way yeah, it's. Uh, I have a one of their pucks in my huh. collection of hockey paraphernalia.
4: I don't yeah, know where that, I got it. That is funny. Yeah, that won't age well. Hey, like, <laughs> yeah. Some like so. Yeah, some of those players' parents are probably like. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: When it came, comes to Mighty Ducks, there's kind of a resurgence right now. Didn't they make a new series or something?
3: Yes, they yeah. did. Featuring think, lesbian uh, parents.
4: Oh,
2: really? Why?
4: I think yeah. uh, what's his nuts got knocked knocked off the show for not getting vaccinated, though.
2: Oh, uh, es- Estevez. Estevez. I was going to say no Swayze, but no, that's uh, really yeah. Because it was filmed
3: in it was filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. I only say lesbian parents because it seemed like kind of a Hollywood shoe in maybe. But it's also good they're trying to normalize that. And I know the the actors Jane Stanton and Amy Goodmurphy, Murphy. Two very very funny comedians. Amy's in it. Really? yeah. Amy, Amy's, Amy's in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: yeah those are names I've heard before. Um, I, I was going to say probably on stop podcasting yourself, which Tim, I've heard you yes. on. Oh, have you ever it. been on a podcast to talk about hockey before, or have you uh, have you talked hockey while on other podcasts or anything?
3: This is pretty much an exclusive. Your
2: world debut. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I I will draw a parallel. Then I know uh, a couple seasons ago, Dave Shumpka, host of Stop Podcasting Yourself, he's yes. a big Canucks fan, was going to Canucks yes. games, and he wanted to see how many feet of hot dogs he could eat throughout <laughs> the <this> season. Yes. <laughs> um, have you ever had a, a challenge you've set to yourself, uh, hockey-related, hot dog-oriented or not? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love this question <laughs> we, get
3: the, we get to the hard-hitting stuff here. I'm yeah talking you agree you grease this up for the first little bit now you're getting into the political stuff okay <laughs> um i have been to three games so far to see the jets play and i have eaten three hot dogs now i feel like those hot dogs are longer than a foot i feel like they got to be at least 16 inches like you can uh put studs up between them that's
2: never actually measured them they call them is that that's the jet dog jet dog yeah um i always just assumed it was a foot long but i've never actually measured
3: pretty sure it's a foot long because it's like 12 of my penises so that's about 12 inches
2: (laughs) we'll have to bring some measuring tape next time To pull up my to <laughs> <laughs> you might want to keep your pants on at the rink Got <laughs> it's
3: my measuring tape <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good so you you've been to three jets games this season yes what yes, how have you felt about going to the rink again matt have you been at all uh or
4: uh this season yeah no like since covid
2: um whatever
4: right no i have not
2: but but tim you've been a few times and and so uh i i went to one game uh how did you feel about going back to the rink and you know all the sort of people around and the masks and all the rest of it like uh, did you did it seem normal to you or like how how was your vibes there
3: the, the first game that I went to was a preseason, a game, a game against Edmonton, and I was so excited to be in a full arena with people watching hockey live like it was so exciting. And you could tell there was just like a very vibrant energy mm-hmm. in the crowd and everyone it felt it felt normal enough. You know, you get a you still have to wear the mask and you take it down when you're eating, you know, 16 inches, of hot dog or <laughs> uh, a beer or whatever. Um And then I went to one, like just sort of more recently. And it feels like a lot of that excitement has worn off the crowds and you get, you get back to like those crappy crowd people who like, I mean, it's up to them, but they get up and leave with like 10 minutes left in the game. Right. got to be traffic. Yeah. And a great, this is a great hockey culture chirping thing is when those people started moving, I was up in the 300 seats this whole section of people pulled out their keys and started jingling their keys
2: <laughs> as they were leaving. Love it.
3: I love that. Yeah. Were the
2: Jets up or were they losing?
3: No, it was the New York, it was the Islanders game. So oh, yes. they were losing, but only by two goals. Like yeah. anything could happen. We've seen that before. How many yeah. times this season, even yeah. the Jets, you know, coming back with a couple of minutes left. So, yeah, yeah.
4: I'm kind of superstitious with that sort of thing It's like, like if you leave you, and they don't win you jinxed them right but if you leave and they win you know you screwed yourself
3: yeah 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 exactly stay I, it's not a cheap ticket even no, if it's for free, i'm getting it's for my cheap. money's worth <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: yeah i got I, that little... I was at that game as well actually the uh, oh yeah the nice one. and uh yeah it was that you know like i think if if that that's the best team the Jets have played so far. I would say it's, yeah. it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, you know that that was a tough game, and they didn't yes. get a whole lot going. So no, but I mean, but yeah, those chances. The that those fans that left definitely deserve to have keys jingled at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I I'm, gonna I'm gonna. I've never. Heard, I've never seen that or heard that before, but I like it. I'm gonna. Yeah, possibly yeah. try to use that going definitely. forward. Definitely. Yeah, get everyone <laughs> into it yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice yeah. um well boys we're we're getting short on time here so i'm gonna uh, uh you know i'm gonna surprise you with another question um we we love to mix music and hockey on our show uh wherever possible mm. so we have uh, playlists of, of and we, we play up songs on all of our episodes usually a song that has something to do with hockey Mm-hmm. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have like a na- the name of the song or the band name or the lyrics, but maybe it's a song that is like a rink jam that you are into or that you would listen to, you know, while you're lacing up the skates at the ODR mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or something like that, that you would feel um, pumped about and that reminds you of hockey somehow. Like, do, do either of you have uh, a song that we could uh, throw to on in that regard either you guys music I, music buffs
3: <laughs> i don't have a i don't have a creative or original answer for this at all but you know that song where it's like na, 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 hey oh yeah hey i think it's I, called like, hey hey,
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: not da da da, da.
2: <laughs> Parentheses. You know, nah, nah, nah. that's a great pick, actually, because local musician Del Barber. What? Uh, he does a version of that with his band, The No Regretskis. He made yes. a, an album, Del Barber and The No Regretskis, and he does a, a, a cover of that. So I think we'll play that one because the original guy who did that song was Gary Glitter. Yes. And he is very canceled because of. Uh, indiscretions in Thailand, if you will. Um, really? So
4: canceled yeah. before canceling was a thing.
2: Yeah, like very Glitter. Yeah, but Just like a nice guy. You never with a name like that. The, uh, as I
4: understand, royalties and such don't go to him anymore, which is why they really? used it in the Joker. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. For, for well, his for his version, but still, we'll wait, keep him canceled, and we'll, we'll keep him canceled. Yeah, keep him
3: canceled.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And uh, yeah, it was great. Good laughs. And uh, here's Del Barber with pay. That was Dell Barber and the No Regretskis with Rock and Roll Part 2. I mistakenly called it Hey, uh, but that's the only lyric, I think, in the song. So that's why I thought it was called Hey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a great hockey rink anthem right there. Um, and I think, though, what I would like to talk about now, Randy, is uh, some surprise teams. There's, there's several teams, good and bad who have surprised me in the NHL this year. And the team, two teams that I really think have surprised in a good way are Anaheim and the New York Rangers. For me, those are kind of big surprises. I did not see Anaheim being a good team this year. And they are like cruising through the Pacific division, essentially. Um, They're, they're sitting there with a 10, five and three record after 18 games played you know, behind only Edmonton and Calgary in the Pacific. Um, and they've got this guy, Troy Terry, who's absolutely tearing it up. Terry's tearing it up. And luckily for me, I've got him on my fantasy hockey league team. So you got like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I did not see Anaheim coming. Uh, anybody surprising you this year?
1: You got to, you got you to gotta be right there. Like Anaheim. Um playing great hockey. I, I guess you could say that the torch has been passed from Getzlaff, yeah, even though he's still there, but they got all the Getzlaff is
2: actually killing it this year, too. He's like old Getzlaff. He's old, but he's well, like old, old Getzlaff
1: with uh Terry and Zegris and Jamie Drysdale and stuff. Like they they got Ooh. a pretty solid team over there. I'm gonna kind of go the other way, and I'm gonna say the team that's surprised me um that I and probably a lot of people probably would have thought they would have been doing better right now is the Colorado avalanche. Yeah. Um, They haven't had a great start. They've been fighting injuries. I think nasty Nate is out right now for a couple more weeks. Indeed. Um, You know, they've played the long game the past couple of seasons, like a couple, couple late playoff exits. Maybe they're just kind of, you know, pacing themselves for a push near the end and they know it and they just got to get to the dance and, make sure there's a lot a lot left in the tank because last year when they were eliminated it's like it's looked like they were spent uh similar fashion to how the Winnipeg Jets lost in the third round it's just like they were all out of ran out of gas they ran out of gas um yeah. so yeah like i'm surprised that colorado is as low as they are right now but it you know it won't take very long for them to turn things around because they're still 8-5 and one, 17 points uh, you put together like a, a solid week of wins and they're knocking on Winnipeg's door in no time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the other one, um, and it's just maybe just shedding some light on this team that probably is rarely talked about, but the Florida Panthers, like they are right. number one in the league. Uh, you, you could sense that, you know, they were a really good team last year. And after that first round series against Tampa Bay, like someone had to lose, um, You know, and if if Florida would have won that um, series last year, they probably would have went deep because they were a team last year. But um, again, it's like one of those teams that we rarely talk about, but they're
2: stacked, though. And they're the toast of the league right now. Yeah, they're the highest scoring team in the league. They're one of the best defending teams in the league for as far as goals against. I mean, but Brav's. Bobrovsky's on the case. He's killing it, <laughs> as uh, you know. Sports Center Dan would say, "Bobrovsky's uh, a true beauty." So he's he's back doing his thing, and the the Florida Panthers are just the cre- the creme de la creme, basically. But currently, um, they are yes. Yeah, currently we'll see how long that lasts, and if uh, if there's any challengers. But
1: they are actually uh, they're ten and zero at home. And which is impressive because I think five people go to those games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you get, It's not exactly the, uh, the, the crowd motivating yeah. them. And, you know, I, for, I don't know if it's still the case, but I heard, you know, in years past to get people to go to Florida Panthers games, it was like, you get like pre- free parking, you know, hot dogs and drinks and whatever. And it, and it's all like $25 ticket or something like yeah. that. So yeah, pretty, pretty good. But, um, you know, I think uh, there's no real easy way to segue this, but I'd like to just talk a little bit about hockey here and mullets. Um, it's it, it, it's uh, you, I, I saw a video, basically, what inspired this. I saw a video on Instagram uh, recently, and it's like, the, I think it must be college or high school hockey, and they always have that thing down in Minnesota with the kids and they always got yeah, yeah. the silly haircuts or whatever. And they come out like, yeah, they're flowing. It's like, Yeah, yeah. And, um, but they're playing in like these huge rinks with all, like, I don't know. It's crazy. The high school sports scene in America, they get like, you know, 10,000 people out to these high yeah. school games or whatever, but that, you know, they're, they're like celebrities down there with their, with their hair, but it's quite a style and it is, uh, Movember. So a lot of mustaches around the league right now. And I kind of love to see it. I wish though they'd leave it all year round. Like I was tuned in a little bit to the penguins game on the weekend. They were playing Toronto on Saturday night and, uh, Sidney Crosby is just, I mean, he's, uh, he's looking great with that mustache. I wish he would grow out his hair a little bit is all I
1: even connor and shifley like connor's rocking that lip sweater and shifley (laughs) is so is lowry yeah it's it's cool to see like it's like yeah i guess the the complete opposite from jean beliveau uh and his clean cut. like there's something there's something quite hockey when the when the hair is coming out of the back of the bucket and through the ear the ear flaps there and then. There's a dirty mustache, too. Uh, I think it makes you a better hockey player, honestly. Yeah,
2: well, and maybe that's why Kyle Connor is doing so well this year, because you look at the hair that he's rocking, the sweet flow. It's just like blowing in the breeze. So, you know, he's fast and just that, like the mustache. So he's doing good. But, you know, there's a song about hockey hair. I mean, there's probably a couple. I know of at least two. I think we should play one right now. And this is a classic song from the the mid to late 90s by uh i I think they're a bay area band uh they're called pansy division and this is a song called hockey hair and it is a beauty so let's uh go out on this song listen folks keep your stick on the ice uh and always check your lie and hey let the flow breathe take the bucket off and let it breathe
1: actually one more one last thing while you're checking your lie Check your skate profile too.
2: There you go. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of things to check, but most importantly, just tune into this song and come back next week for another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It was a pleasure to have you and we'll see you next time.
0: ¿Qué quieres?